Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch. Making sense of your finance. <laughs> so it ends. 14 minutes past 10 as we talk uh, personal finance, Brian Hesh. Uh, we're heading into the last few weeks of the year. In fact, I think another three weeks uh, sees the year out soon when we try to do everything that we haven't done during the course of the year. Many are asking if they'll get a bonus. Uh, and, and and if you're lucky uh, enough to get one. In fact, I think bonus people know they're going to get a bonus. And uh, if they're lucky enough to get one, what should they do with it? Uh, let's allow Brian to share some wisdom uh, with <laughs> I love how the producers call the people that get the bonuses the lucky ones because I suppose yes they are lucky. Brian Hirsch is chair of Brian Hirsch Coley and Associates uh, PTY LTD and joins me on the line. Ooh the bonus. Good Sweet morning. when that morning, SMS KG. comes how are you through. this morning? Good morning, Brian. Sweet when that SMS comes through uh, that says you've got your bonus. Uh, But what really should people be doing with their bonuses in a year like this, in an economy like this? Well, yeah, well, let's first start. You know, it's been a very, very strange year. And I wouldn't be surprised if many companies don't pay bonuses. But those that are lucky enough to get a bonus, they've got choices. But then we, also let me just ri- remind all those working people, you're going to get paid early in the month of December, and you're going to get paid late in the month of January. It's a long stretch. So it's a long stretch, and what you don't want to do is get yourself into more debt. Come January, you've got school fees and school uniforms and all those things to do if you've got children going to school going. And you need to understand that you've got to be budgeting. But I'm not going to talk about budgeting this morning, although this is a critical time. Always, December, January, people get themselves into more debt. They use credit cards. They don't pay their credit cards in full. The interest rates on credit cards are anything between... Yes, I'm going to repeat it, 14 to 15%. If you have a cash balance on your credit card, you don't even get 2%. So bear that in mind. It's very expensive debt. But there's three choices you have when you get a bonus. You can spend it, and better to spend it than to get into debt. You can also pay off debts. People, many people rely on their Xmas bonus to pay off debts and therefore pay off the debt, or obviously you can save it. So let's just, let's just first about talk a little bit about paying off debt. Um, you've got micro-lending debt. That's the most expensive debt you can have. You've got credit card debt, which comes second. You've got overdraft, uh, which comes third in, in, in terms of reducing in interest rates. You've got store cards that sometimes some store cards do charge interest. And then lastly, you've got your bond and finance on your cars. So you want to get rid of the most expensive debt. So if you've got a a nice bonus coming in and you've decided I was going to pay off debt during the year, but now I've had a tough year and maybe I, I want to spend it, be very careful before you do that. You could put money into your bond. I mean, if you've got an access bond, great place to put money into a bond if you haven't got to pay off the other debts because you, you, if you've got an access bond, you can draw the money out again and you're going to save somewhere between 7 or 8%, uh, which is a lot more than what you get if you put it in the bank. The bank, you can get about 4%. Um, just to let you know that if, if you're paying off 10,000 rand into a 1 million bond, over a 20-year bond, that 10,000 is equivalent to a saving of 208,000 rand. So someone who's got a 20-year bond takes 10,000 rand, puts it into a bond. Over that 20 years, they will save 208,000 rand. It's enormous money. If you're going to spend it, well, I always say, you know, pay for your holidays in full. Don't, and all, 
spend the bonus, put the, the balance on your credit card, and now be paying off your credit card. Terrible way to go. Some people, are, some people need money for study, or some people may decide, I'm actually going to spend it on a course to better myself, which in the long term may improve my position in the company and may get me to earn. You could start an emergency fund, and we all need an emergency fund when things, when things do go a little bit haywire. Um, and then you've got to also understand if you're going to spend it, you need to very much look at education for next year, what you've got to pay. Uh, I understand and I get many calls of people saying, what can they do because they're in arrears with school fees. And, you know, it's important that you, you pay your school fees so children can be educated. And, and I'm not referring to people who don't have money. I'm talking to people who get a bonus and, and maybe it's what to do with it. Yeah. If you save it, there are quite a few things you could do. You could buy some unit trusts. You could buy some tax-free investments. Uh, you're allowed 36,000 rand a year. That will give you investments for the long term, which is not taxable. If you're in a higher tax bracket, you could buy a retirement annuity because, remember, your bonus is taxable. So if you put it into a retirement annuity, it's tax deductible, and that will help to swell up your retirement coffers. Always a good idea. Certainly, if you're getting into the older ages, um, but I'm just going to just repeat the caveats. Don't clock up debt during the year uh, on the on the off chance that you're going to get a bonus. And if you decided I've got debt and you get a bonus, pay off that debt. Uh, and people who feel to need to buy whopping presents, I must tell you, it's an amazing thing. Um, in the UK, on the 26th of December. All the stores have enormous sales. So people who buy up to the 25th pay fabulous, pay high prices, and on the 26th they get unbelievable discounts. Not exciting, but if you're going to give a present, maybe give a voucher. It's not certainly not as exciting as opening a present under a Christmas tree. But, and you would also, also not forget that the bonus is taxed. So those are the things. You can spend it, you can save it, you can pay off debt. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the ones that uh, believe that uh, January is actually the best time uh, to uh, spend that bonus because of uh, the so-called sales that happen uh, in January here in South Africa. But I have to go to a quick commercial break. If you want to ask Brian a question, by the way, about your bonus, uh, which you have gotten already or are about to get, please call us on 011 42006 bonus people. Hello, I see you. Uh, 011-714-2006. It's Personal Finance Tuesday. Brian Hirsch is on the line and that's who we're talking to. We'll be back after this. Conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. Welcome back. We've been talking to uh, Brian Hirsch. Uh, it's uh, Personal Finance Tuesday here on uh, The Talking Point, And I was asking the January question uh, to Brian. Is it a good idea to hold on to the money and spend it in Jan, Brian? Absolutely. It's not exciting because people like to open presents on Christmas Day. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> that's why I said use a voucher uh, and, and because you'll, you'll get more value in January than you will in December. You know, the one thing you mustn't do with your bonus is you mustn't be silly this festive season. Mm. I know we've all had a tough year. I know we all want to treat ourselves, you know, and now we're going back into 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 more variants and more issues. So, And we deserve to treat ourselves. But just be careful because you don't want to treat yourself and then find you're in a lot more debt. And, and, and then you spend the whole of next year trying to, to, to uh, save enough. Clear out that debt. Uh, 
and you know, and, and debt cost is going up, as I said last week. Uh, we've seen a slight interest, uh, increase in interest rates a few weeks ago of a quarter percent. I think it was unnecessary to do it in the month of November, which means people are paying a bit more in December, taking more money out of their pay packets, uh, and then in, and, and then you're going to get more interest rate hikes during the course of the next 12 to 18 months. No one can call when it's going to come. So anything, any debt you go into, you're going to be paying more, and that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. Tabiso in Bumalanga wants uh, to ask you a question. Hi, Tabiso. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Tabiso. Brian's I'm good, here. Man. Yeah, just a quick one. It might be out, but uh, okay. related. Yes. Uh, in September, ne, we were moved from one company to another, so we obviously cashed some of the monies there, which I built the house in Pretoria. So now the house is up, and I still have some portion left. Uh, that I can go and take, but I don't want to take that portion, as I may also be expecting some bonuses uh, towards the end of December. So I don't know actually what to do. Should I withdraw the portion I kept there to another fund, or should I wait for the bonus to use it to do some finisher and so forth? So I just don't know. I just need some advice in relation to that. Nice life problems. You you, you just lost me. In September, you moved from company A to company B. Yes, yes. And did you? And and did they not transfer your pension fund from company A? Half. Half. I took half to build the house. So did you? Did you withdraw? Did they? Did they allow you to withdraw half? Uh, Did you pay tax on that? Yes, yes, they did uh, do taxes and so forth. And they allowed and you to the law. Off, put off back into the pension fund. How old are you, Tabitha? Yes. yes, so now How the old other are you? Half... Brian is asking Tabitha. I'm 36, yes. He's 36. Okay, well, well obviously, you know, you, you, you now work for over 10 years, and the fact that you've drawn half out of your pension means that that's going to have a major impact for you at retirement because you lose out on what's called the power of compound interest, interest on interest on interest. And the younger you start, the, the greater that builds up to. So if you can, if, you, if you're going to get a bonus, which is also taxable, uh, but now you pay tax on your pension fund, so the only thing you can do is possibly buy yourself a retirement annuity because okay. I don't know if you put it back in the pension fund, you only get a certain amount of deduction. But you could put buy a retirement annuity. The only disadvantage yes. is you can't draw the money out till age 55, which may not be a disadvantage at all. Buy your own yes. retirement annuity. Use your bonus uh, after tax to finish off whatever you've got to do. Well, okay. No, no, then it makes sense then. Okay. All the best, Brian. Uh, you know, um, you know the, 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 the issue of age, and I think you should explain that uh, for those people that uh, are considering doing something similar uh, to what uh, Tabiso uh, just experienced about uh, changing companies or moving companies and having uh, to have that uh, retirement fund split in, 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 in half. Why is the issue of age uh, important to consider when people are dealing with the issue of uh, their pension? Pension fund, because because compound interest, which means if you have a hundred thousand rand and you get interest of six percent, the following year you've got a hundred and sixty, and the following year you get six percent, not just on the capital but the capital plus interest, and then the following year you've got a hundred twelve thousand, hundred thirteen thousand, you get interest. So interest on interest is enormous, and if you look at a situation, just to give you a perfect example, someone who invests two hundred rand a month. Um, 
and every month it pays 200 rand a month, and then the following year increases that by 8%. So the following year they're not putting 200 rand away, they're putting 216 rand away, and then the following year they're putting somewhere in the order of 235 rand away, and if they get a 10% return on, the, on that growth, because we're now not putting in the money market, we're investing in growth assets, you get a 10%. A, someone who saves for 30, 35 years will have, after 35 years, one point. 8 million, and someone who saves for 30 years, which is only five years less, will only have a million. So the enormous amount of compound interest, interest on interest, accrues. So someone who starts five years earlier, they spend 13,000 rand more, they're going to have close on 800,000. And someone who starts 10 years later is only going to have 500,000. So the, the younger you are, the more time you've got and the more that compound interest works. It's enormous. So if you think about it, 200 rand a month for 35 years, increasing by 8% a year. In other words, your contribution increases by 8%. You'll have 1.8 million at, if you start at 30 at age 65. And if you start at 35, you'll only have a million. And if you start at 40, you'll only have 500,000. That's the actual arithmetic and why you start earlier. Okay, so John in Limpopo, I see you. You want to ask Brian a question. I will take your call after the news headlines because right now it is 10.30 and Nomsam Luli is standing by with the latest news headlines on SFM. Listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM. Personal Finance Tuesday it is with Brian Hirsch. And if you want to ask Brian a conversation and you're so worried about this bonus and what you should be doing with it versus what you want to do with it, please call us on 011-714-2006, 011-714-2006. Brian, uh, just in case you just joined us, is the chairperson of Brian Hirsch Coley & Associates, PTY LTD. And uh, we'll give out uh, Brian's contact details at the end of our talk with him. John in Limbobo, you want to ask Brian a question. Hi, John. Hi, yes, Katie. How are you? I'm in here, Katie. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> ask John. I mean, ask Brian your question, John. Well, yes. The, the first question is to find out uh, which certain uh, accounts which will work better between a unit trust, a government bond, I can invest my uh, $10,000 with the purpose of gaining interest. Which one's better? Between the unit trust, government bond, and other savings. Which one is the best? Okay, so which one is the best at uh, getting interest for you in terms uh, between a unit trust, a government bond, and a savings account? Is that what you asked, John? Yeah, yeah, or other uh, uh, type of uh, saving. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Okay, KG, uh, John's question is, 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 is in itself confusing because when you look, if you're looking for income, then there are income unit trusts and government bonds. I mean, a two-year government bond is paying 6.75%, a, a three-year government bond 775 and a five-year government, 9.75. Those are good rates of return, and depending on your tax rate, because remember, interest is, is taxable. So if you're looking for income, then 
I think a government bond is a very good way to go. There are money market and flexible income unit trusts that also will give similar types of returns. Uh, in a unit trust, money market unit trust, you've got more flexibility because you can draw the funds. When you go into government bonds, you're locked in for that period of time. However, when you talk generally about unit trusts, unit trusts are really used for growth investments, and people are looking for growth. And there's a big difference between looking for income with no growth, because in a, in a government unit trust, you'll get income and you won't get any growth, whereas in a unit trust, you take on risk and you could get growth. So it's a completely different strategy. For those who need income, income unit trusts and government bonds are an alternative. Those who are looking for growth, which is 5, 10, 15, 20-year money, you're going to be looking at unit trust giving you growth and you're going to take on risk. There's also a big difference between saving and investment. Savings, you want certainty and security, and you want to know that at a certain period in time, between now and the next three years, I'm going to have my money and I'm not going to take on any risk. So that's, the, that's, that's what I call savings. When you're talking about investment, you're talking about a much longer term. You're talking any five years upwards. So there's, again, to John, to answer, if you're looking for income, government retail bonds are a good way to go. You can also look at unit trusts that are income and flexible income funds. If you're looking for growth, you can look at unit trusts, which includes the suite of Satrix funds, but then be looking at something more growth-orientated, looking at offshore unit trusts and look at... Uh, at, at, at the Satrix uh, 40, which gives you an exposure to the top 40 companies in South Africa, and uh, but those are much longer term. So it's savings versus investments, income versus growth. Okay. I hope you got your response, John. We have uh, voice notes, uh, so uh, it's Catherine? three back-to-back. It's KG, Brian. KG, sorry. Before you do that, there was some good news a moment ago when you read out the news. Mm. And let me tell you what the good news is, and I hope I'm not preempting. Mm-hmm. But with the rand improving and the oil price being down, we should get, uh, if this stays the same, we should get a reduction in petrol price. In the petrol price? Yeah. We, we hope so, because... The uh, petrol price is the cost, the oil price, which has come down from $85 a barrel to 73 and the rand has come back from 1630 to 1687 So your, your, your guess is it could go down by how much? Well, it could, go, it could go back, it could go down between anything between 50 and 80 cents. Fantastic. So that's just some good, you know, despite all the doom and gloom, there could be some, some good news in the rise and if the RAND continues to recover and the oil price stays Fantastic. Rude. We're crossing our fingers. Let's hear those voice notes and then uh, you can respond to them. Hi, KG. I'm Gwena here in Pretoria. Um, KG, I just want to ask uh, Mr. Brian Hash something very quick. Uh, it's not so so big or like a problem. But um, um, I just bought properties. Um, so I have a business uh, we, of properties. So I just bought properties currently. And I wanted to ask him, was it a good choice for me to go and withdraw from my net group investment account and then invest in those properties in this kind of time? Thank you. Good day, Brian and KG. I'm 64 years anonymous. If I have 2 million, where can I take it to for monthly return? And how much will I earn on a monthly basis? Thank you. 
Okay, I think it was two voice notes. Uh, Gwena uh, uh, took uh, money from uh, his net group investment and uh, bought properties. Uh, he's asking you, Brian, if that was a good investment as far as you're concerned. And Anonymous says, if he's got two million rand and uh, he invests it, uh, what uh, can he expect as a monthly return on that investment? Did you hear that, Brian? Yeah, I'll, deal, I'll deal with the first one first. Um, if he's got two million rand... Sorry about that. If he's got two million rand, he could earn, if he put it into a five-year government bond, uh, he could earn 190,000 rand a year. Understand that 190,000 rand is taxable, so you need to, depending on your tax rate, that's one alternative. The other alternative is, is you could take on a little bit of risk where you could go into a flexible income fund, which has different components in money market and a little bit of, a little bit of um, equities, particularly both local and offshore. And there I wouldn't be drawing much more than 120,000, but your tax rates are different. Um, and then you, there's, there's other alternatives. You could, see, you could seek a five-year investment plan from an insurance company. It's called an income plan. You could ask them. You guarantee your capital and they guarantee your income. There you could probably earn, and it's very tax efficient, there you could probably earn 160 to 170. So from 120 to 190,000 rand you could earn and subject to tax. Uh, the second question is, did you, do a, did you do a good thing? Well, buying, buying investment property is always, have, there's always three Ps to that. That's position, position, position. So it depends where you bought. Uh, it depends what you paid for the property and whether you've taken a bond. You didn't answer the question whether you've taken a bond on the property. If you paid cash for a property, I'm not mad about paying cash for an investment property simply because the returns, by, when you take your rental and you take all the other costs, you're not... You're not getting the sort of returns that one would expect. However, if you geared the property and you've taken a mortgage and you understand that tenants come and go and there's maintenance and you've also got to pay probably agents to rent the property and maintain it for you and then lastly um, you know, any rates, rates and taxes and bond rates go up so you've got to do your calculation. How much rent is coming? If your rent is covering all your expenses. In other words, you've got a property, you've got a good tenant, and remember, a good tenant is a tenant that may pay a little bit less, but is reliable. And if you've got a good tenant, then and your tenant's paying all your costs, even taking into account that interest rates and um, and uh, rates may go up. If you built that in and your position is right, then it's certainly a good way to to create long-term five to ten-year investment money. Fantastic. Your contact details, Brian. Um, no, I, I want to let you know. I've closed my, I'm closed my radio line. I'm going on holiday on Saturday. Oh. Uh, and I'll be back in January, so I, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not able to answer, put, get, answer any more questions. Just, you know, as you know, it's always frenetic the last few days of the year. So to our listeners and to, to our staff at SABC, to UKG, to Kathy, to everyone who's been with me, I wish you all guys great, and thank you for all the help you've given me this year to Lebo and the team. Fantastic. I suppose we'll talk to you in the first uh, 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 part of the year. Yes. And enjoy your holiday, Brian.
Yeah, a bit nerve, bit, bit nerve-wracking with the latest variant. You've got to be careful. Like everyone needs to be masked and sanitized and keep their distance. But I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. All Thank the best. you. Yeah. Thank you. All the best. Brian Hash is going on holiday, guys. Uh, he'll talk to you next year. Uh, nice life problems, as I said. Uh, he's a chairperson of uh, the Brian Hash Coley and Associates Group. And uh, yeah, uh, when he gets back from holiday next year, we will continue having money conversations with them. But either way, at all times, be wise with your money.